Hey folks, it's Titans Talk time. We've got Big Fella here back. Big Fella, how you been? I'm doing well. I had some uh, surgical work done, but now I'm breathing better, talking better, so I'm feeling really good and ready to go. It's tough for Big Fella to do a podcast. He just had his, uh, he and his wife celebrated the birth of their ninth child uh, this winter. So <laughs> Yeah, call oh, me Philip Rivers. <laughs> yeah, I always get you and Philip Rivers. He comes on the podcast some too. I get you too confused. Actually, Big Fella and I talk a lot. I'm single. I have a girlfriend, but I'm single, 38. The Big Fella has a beautiful family, two young children. And Big Fella, for some reason, has less time to do this podcast than I do. <laughs> Go figure, you know, two... Two girls and a wife, they, they, keep, uh, they keep these old hands busy. Big fella, we do have a lot to talk about, so I'm glad that you're on. Let's yeah. start with Rob, Rob Gronkowski. You're a big fan of Gronk, any NFL fan. I, obviously, we're Titans fans first, but he's one of those guys, one of those all-time greats that you just have to appreciate while he's playing. You're just happy that you get to see him. What were your initial thoughts when, when we found out Sunday that he was retiring? Yeah, I mean, you know, kind of like you said, he, he's a fan favorite. Everybody loves him, the, his goofy attitude. I don't think I've ever seen the guy in a real bad mood, even after losing a Super Bowl. I mean, I think it wasn't, didn't he break his arm after a Super Bowl once when he was doing a, giving Some somebody a people's elbow thing, yeah. in a <laughs> bar? I mean, come on. <laughs> the guy writes his own headlines. I think this has been hinted at the last couple off seasons right. because he's dealt with some injury issues. And, you know, when you're at a position where you benefit from Tom Brady, I think it makes sense for you to retire before Tom Brady so you don't go through that decline. And, you know, I don't necessarily think that's what happened. Um, I think probably he had one of his toughest seasons ever as far as injuries are concerned. You could tell it was catching yeah. up with him down oh, the stretch. Without yeah. a doubt. And, you know, not even being being healthy for most, you know, some of their playoff games, it definitely played a toll on, toll on him. Um, and, you know, he's a young kid. He's 29, 30 years old. Right. I mean, imagine... Nine years in the league. Right. Imagine being able to be set for life financially and you can retire being one of the best to play the game at your respective position and potentially have a WWE future right. ahead. You never know. But Yeah. Um, I, I, we're going to yeah. talk about that because uh, I'm interested to see what you think his career is. We can talk ceiling post-career. Yeah. Uh, this guy's gonna gonna do some wrestling stuff. He's got the personality before he doesn't take himself that seriously. I think if this guy were getting in non football shape, I think his physique could develop. It's weird because I think this guy could become a pitch man for infomercials, and I think this guy could be the next Dwayne Johnson. I think he's that got that kind of spectrum. It's well, gonna be really hold, interesting hold to see. Talking about my boy the rock there, you better back right. up. Well, but I mean, no, you're right though. I mean it, it he could very much be that kind of guy. I think as much as people like Gronk, I think they like The Rock and the idea of The Rock better. So I don't know if they can ever. Yeah, I don't know if they'll. Well, ever that's match a stretch, running. But what I mean, what I mean by that, yeah. it's hard to tell what a ceiling is because he is well liked. The guy wants to. The guy wants to act in movies. He's obviously up and open for anything in in, in entertainment. That's why I, a big reason why he's retiring at twenty nine. I think he wants to get a jump start on that. Yeah, obviously Dwayne The Rock Johnson is the Michael Jordan of athletes post career. The guy's an A list actor. But he started with wrestling, and we wouldn't have guessed that about an unknown defensive tackle uh, from Miami, you know, 25 years ago. So I just say that to say, I, where do you think he falls? What do you think? And do you think he does any studio work? Can you see him be doing some sideline stuff? I think he could do it. I don't know if he's got maybe the maturity to do it yet. So I think he'll that'll probably come later on. I, I honestly, even though he's retired, I don't really think he's done with football yet. I think he's... It's too easy of a sell for him if they get to, 
you know, August and he's got that itch to play again because I think he really does love the game. Maybe not as much as like Tom Brady or somebody who's been playing for a billion years, but I think he really does love the game. You know, he's from a football family. All of his brothers play or have played. Um, So I, I don't think we've seen the last of Gronk on the football field. I wouldn't be surprised if he, you know, came back in some sort of, um, former fashion during training camp or maybe when it's once it's over and games are about to start because i think honestly he's a veteran player at this point and he just doesn't want to go through the otas he doesn't want to go through training camp he's kind of done it all and you know he's being very uh, aware of his body and what that's it that's telling him so i i wouldn't be surprised if once the season gets going if he makes his way back onto the field especially if Brady is having a, a decent start, or if they haven't drafted a a, a replace an heir apparent uh, to his to him leaving, so I, I think we could see him again. Well, that's interesting, and people have talked about that all week. I tend to think that we might have, might have seen the last of him, but you make a good point. The guy's twenty nine years old; he could take a season or two off. The guy has had back issues since era since his time in college at Arizona. So, what happens if a guy? took 18 months to really heal up. What if we saw him down the road? He would still be in his early 30s. So that I think that door is just because he's such a physical talent that I think that door is there. But I think his hope is, and I think he's a, a more intelligent guy than people give him credit for. The guy the guy is intelligent. He I think a lot of that is a role that he plays. But I think this guy is cognizant of the long-term health issues and CT and all that. So I, I think there's a good chance that we we may have seen the last of Gronk on the football field, but we certainly haven't seen the last of Gronk. I would agree. And I, I also, as we're sitting here talking about this, I wonder if the Jason Witten experiment is going to play a factor in his potential return. Like if Witten comes back and – you know, I don't think he will, but if he falls on his face, looks yeah, terrible. Yeah, it's an unmitigated disaster. Yeah, yeah I think he's right. So, I mean, if he comes back and it's just a, a nightmare, yeah, there's a the chance of Gronk coming back goes way down. You know, I think he'll stay retired then, and you know, he'll he'll find something after football. And you know, like you said, it it, it probably won't or might not be up to the level of the Rock, but you know, no. something like that. I mean, he he would fit well in the WWE. I don't watch. I don't. Unfortunately, I don't watch wrestling anymore. It's been a minute, but right. uh, I mean, he's that kind of personality and that kind of goofball. Yeah. So I, I could totally see him like starting up the new DX or <laughs> something along those lines. Yeah, I think he. I think he got a good career. That, and you know, people, a lot of folks maybe don't take it seriously, mentioned, but it's launched several careers. And I, I could see him actually putting in the work, and I think that could be interesting to see. I don't see him as a as an actor in movies, but who knows? I, this is a guy who is literally uh, maybe the best tight end of all time. You can't you can't discount his, his work ethic because he had to work really hard. Even as talented as he is, he had to work really hard to become. Where do, where do you rank him all time uh, among tight ends? Whew. Uh, I mean, he's up there for sure. Greatest of all time? I don't know. Hall of Fame worthy? Probably. Oh, of course. Um, I think he's a no-brainer Hall of Famer. You yeah. look at his, his four-season peak, no one was better. And some individual plays, it's just he only played nine seasons and he was hurt some. His careers are not going to touch like Tony Gonzalez, Jason Witten. But was Witten ever as good in a 20-25 game span as Gronk was at his height? No. So I think that's what's going to be for him. People are going to look at him as maybe – having the the best peak of any tight end. The guy was is six six and a half, two seventy. And this guy of of the great tight ends, maybe he and Dicka are were the greatest blockers. This guy mm-hmm. is underrated as 
Uh, he may not be the best blocking tight end of all time, but he's the best blocking tight end of all the greats. Yeah, I'm looking at a list right now, trying to just see who, you know, he'd be in the con- same conversation of. And I mean, you know, there are guys who, I mean, maybe he's. In I the think Tony Gonzalez was the great greatest. He, oh yeah, time. I think he's definitely top of the list. And then I think you know you, you start to talk about the Shannon Sharps, the Antonio Gates, Dick, uh, maybe Jeremy Shockey, right. Who was the jerky guy who played at University of Miami, then played for the Browns? His dad was amazing. Oh, uh, Kellen Winslow? Yeah, Winslow mm-hmm. Senior was amazing. Ozzie Newsom was amazing. There's been some really good ones. But I, I mean, you've got Gonzalez, Greg, Dicka. Greg Olson. I don't know if he's there well, yet. He's, a, he's not an all-time great, I don't think. But he's definitely in the, the, the hall of really good, really good. Yeah, player. agreed. Yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see where he compares with all the, the current and right former yeah, because he, he's he's definitely, you know, as I'm looking at this list, there aren't that many people that are who I would consider more impressive or more accomplished than he was. There um, isn't one. Not, so not I in think, their peak. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think the closest thing is Tony Gonzalez. So if you're saying he's second to Tony right. Gonzalez, I mean, that's some pretty, uh, pretty good company. That's the only guy I think I can make a really definitive argument against. And Gronk played half as long as that guy did. But right. I'll say this. The best defense of the best argument for Gronkowski is you're playing a conference championship game. It's cold. It's rough weather. Might be rainy. Might be snowy. And you get one tight end to trot out there for your team <clears throat> in their peak. There is no way you're picking any anyone but Rob Gronkowski, right? So I just pulled up a list. It's Gil Brandt's top, top 14 list of all-time tight ends. And, you know, Gronk is number six on that list. So, I mean... Gilbrandt sniffs glue. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's absurd. Watch football. <laughs> Never heard I'm, of the guy. I'm being dead serious. <laughs> I mean, you would agree, right? If the I, Titans I, go, make it to the AFC Championship, we could go back in history. We have a guy for one game that is going to help us win that in a, a tight end. We pick any tight end who's going to help us win that very game. There is no question. Every single titans fan and the stadium is picking rob gronkowski right right no i i, I agree i well i might pick gonzalez but you know it's a toss-up really? between the two yeah i mean it's it's this guy's performance in big games it's <clears throat> unreal he's the only tight end to ever lead a league in touchdown catches i mean this guy is unreal i'm, I'm not saying i'm not disagreeing i'm not disagreeing at all i'm just you I know gonzalez and if i could say hey here's a guy that can you you get one of these guys for 15 years it's like gonzalez please because Gronk is not that interested in playing, and his body hasn't held up. Gonzalez has the better career. I personally think Gronkowski was the better player. Yeah, he might be. I mean, it's hard to argue with a guy like Gonzalez with 1,300 touchdown. No, receptions. Whoa. <laughs> 111 touchdowns. I, 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 thought, I thought I was going crazy there, but yeah, 1,300 receptions. 111 touchdowns. I mean, that's hard to argue with. It, it, it is a toss-up for me, though. Regardless, I think they are the top two tight ends in NFL history, and I think you'd be hard-pressed to find anybody disappointed with either of those guys if you're in a pinch. Let's move to another legendary type player, Cameron Wake, a guy who had to wait till 2009 to get a chance in the NFL. He was a rarely used player at Penn State and wound up being a dominant player early in the CFL Came in 2009 as a free agent to the Miami Dolphins. We, the Titans, and Jim Washburn watched tape of this guy and thought he was going to be a huge star. Of course, Jim, Jim Washburn was our legendary 
defensive line coach a decade ago. And, of course, Cameron Wake was terrific. Now we get a chance. We sign him. I thought, you know how I feel about a lot of these guys that are kind of in the twilight of their career. I don't I don't really always see the value of giving these guys a roster spot. But if you look at Cameron Wake last year, he was on the field for 450 snaps. He was an effective rotational player last year. But tell me, what, what do you think his role is going to be? How excited are you that he's going to be working with and mentoring? Cameron Wake is known as one of the hardest working, best prepared guys in NFL history, him working with Harold Landry this year. I think it's awesome. I I wanted us to sign Cameron Wake years ago. Right. Um, when he when he I think he came in, into the Dolphins, and then I think he hit free agency once before and re-upped with the Dolphins. Is that right? Right. Exactly. Yep. I wanted us to go after him really hard when he hit free agency, but you know, obviously nobody listens to me at the Titans Titans front office. But I love this guy, and you know, I, I always compare. I always for me. Watching him play, he's always on that list of of dudes in the NFL that I don't want to meet in a back alley. Uh, you know, it's like him, uh, Geno Atkins, Takeo Spikes, like those those kind of physical, creepy, scary Ryan dudes. Suck up. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Hey, suck up. <laughs> You're pretty intimidating. Uh, but yeah, no. I mean, I really do. Uh, I'm really excited we landed him. Honestly, if you're talking about a value perspective. I think we got him a couple years too late, but at least we got him. And like you said, he's still one of the the hardest players, and he prepares so well. Uh, you know, I, I think he can only be a positive influence on our young guys, and I think he's still got something left in the tank, and he's gonna he's gonna produce for us. I mean, he may not have been on the field for a billion snaps, um, but he was really efficient at getting pressures on the quarterback yeah, and getting to the quarterback. Four hundred fifty snaps is is not immaterial. Uh, Mm -hmm. that's a guy that's still producing and I'm excited that he still wants to play and this is a guy that really uh, I get so sometimes because oh he'll be so great in the room but you know when you're Cameron Wake you can say that the guy really went from not even being a college starter to being one of the better pass rushers in the history of the NFL I'd love to see him be best buddies with Harold Landry absolutely I, I credit our front office for that yep I think it is a fantastic move I love it I'm not, I'm not, I probably won't go buy his jersey, but if, if it were a couple of years ago, I would have because, uh, you know, <laughs> you know what? I still might do it. I, I, don't hold me to it, <laughs> Titan Nation, but I might do it. Speaking of the Miami Dolphins, of course, we're going next to – I'm interested to see what you think about this move. Ryan Tannehill last week for a 2024 yeah. rounder. What, what, what are your thoughts on that? I think the value is pretty good. And I think – oh, I think everybody out there, I think we can all – agree that Ryan Tannehill is by far the best backup quarterback that we than we've ever ever had and I think we need that with Marcus because you know you can never guarantee a full 16 games out of him not Um, to be that guy but he is our best since Neil O'Donnell and that's that's I'm excited uh, about that the guy regardless what you think about him the guy's had stretches where he's played really well in the NFL we can't say that about really any guy that we've had, Matt Castle was just done. His career was just over by the time he got here. His arm was done anyway. So I agree with you. The guy, the guy from a backup standpoint, I, I think it's a shrewd move, and I, it excited me. Yeah, I agree. I, I think it was really – when I saw it come across, I was like, oh, wow, that's uh, that's interesting. And, you know, it, I, I obviously that meant sayonara Blaine Gabbert, but I'm not too broken up about that. I mean, Blaine was great. Being a did. team guy, he did he did an did an admirable job. But I also want my front office to 
if they can get a better player, they they do that sort of shrewd thing. So I, and oh. we haven't had that in the past, and I, I actually appreciated it of them. Right. Yeah. No. I I agree. I, I think it was a fantastic move, and you know, I mean, there's not a lot of downside. You know, you don't give up a lot to get him. You get him on a one year deal. Seven million. Um, they paid five of it. He restructured to come here. He's obviously interested in being here. He sees opportunity. I don't necessarily want to say teach or tutor him, but you know, kind of go through some more veteran preparation stuff because Marcus has never had that. This is a really interesting year for Mariota, so I think it's good to have some insurances. Like, we really don't know, speaking of things that have a, a, a low floor and a high ceiling, it's Mariota's 2019 season, so I think it's good to have an, an experienced backup. Oh, definitely. Definitely. And I think, you know, not that I think Tannehill is, ever, is going to overtake Marcus for the starting job this season, but, but I think Tannehill can bring a little bit more of a veteran presen- presence to Mariota and try to, you know, we, we've never had a, a a really great veteran quarterback. I mean, if you're going to say Blaine Gabbert was the veteran quarterback or Matt Castle, I mean, you know, come on. Yeah. But I think Tannehill is a better kind of guy that has more of a starting resume and right. can kind of you know, Marcus prepare the way he needs to. And honestly, you know, when Tannehill is at his best, he is the closest – he has the closest skill set to Mariota than we've seen out of our backup quarterbacks because he can scramble and he can throw on the run. He's a good athlete. Um, very good athlete. So I think it's a very interesting pairing, um, and I think it's going to go over well. The disclosures we've had the last few days about Mariota's injury being you know, worse than we thought. He was dealing with more than we thought. Sure. Does that change, that, does that change the idea that you had and the, the sort of narrative of, of his 2018 season on the field? You know, obviously, he went through a lot of a lot of injuries, a lot of things that you know we knew about, things we didn't know about. Reading that report that came out a few days ago, talking about all of his injuries, I'm not gonna lie, it got me a little bit more nervous than I was before. Um, some of those things are some very serious injuries, like a cracked vertebrae, and I mean stuff that puts guys in retirement homes. Um, so yeah, is is he tougher for? I mean, is he tough? Is he a tough kid? Of course, you're not going to find a single person. Well, you're going to find people who who disagree with that. I think I don't question his toughness, yeah. but yeah, there there. But there are a lot of people that do because they're like, oh, well, McNair would, um, which yeah. you know, I mean, that's kind of we all see the stats. It's not really a great argument. Um, I loved Steve McNair, but they're they're two different quarterbacks in two different right. eras. Right. Things are way different, um, and you know, honestly. Our offensive line did not help him one bit last season. Oh, and it was uh, underratedly yeah. awful on the interior offensive line. Absolutely. So I, I'm, Absolutely. I'm impressed that he was able to, to make it through the season standing upright. So um, I guess in a sense, I'm not that surprised that there were that many injuries. But uh, on the other hand, they were some serious injuries. And I was a little bit surprised to read some of them and, you know, see that he's kind of still walking. I mean, he's a tough kid. He's a really tough kid. And, you know, uh, you guys have heard me say it on other podcasts. Nathan, you know how much I love the kid. Um, You know, I I want him to be our quarterback. I want this. I want this question to be put to bed. And I really, really hope that the 2019 season is how it happens. I hope, I hope we get our answer. Hope we get our guy. I think you speak for the fan base because we all like him as a person. We all want him to be the guy, but you know this is the year for it to happen. And we, the obviously the ideal thing and the best thing for organization is he he uh, he steps up in year five, he stays healthy, and uh, I certainly hope that. Well, let's face it if he does if 
if he doesn't do well, we let him walk out. He's going to go to New England. He's going to be the heir apparent to Tom Brady, and then he's going to rewrite history books. So oh my let's let's not let that happen. <laughs> and and it will be starting over. Yep. Ugh. Which is not you. There there are teams that have spent twenty years looking for a quarterback. Look at yep. the Dolphins. Look at the Jets. So yeah, it, it, I think a lot of our fans. Oh, we're just this or that. Well. That's easier said than done, and I'm not saying we need to stick with him regardless, but I'm just saying this is a big year, and uh, I think the kind of character he has, the kind of potential he has, let's just hope that this is the year that everything takes off. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to be, I don't want to be rooting for us to drafting Tua. So let's let's just. <laughs> I don't think we could possibly be bad enough. I don't want to jinx our, but that's the thing about that is a lot of teams are just just bad enough uh, to to not make a run or be in the playoffs, but they're not ever so bad. Because there's a lot of really poorly run, just junk teams, and they they get these guys. So uh, that I can't imagine us without a lot of injuries just being in that. Even if Mariota has a terrible season, because we've done things to add talented guys kind of across the board, and so it it would just be we might be in that weird in between place. So let's just hope that a good guy has a good season. Agreed. Jordy Nelson announced his retirement today. Uh, he had a really solid career, mostly in Green Bay. Last year, he had an underratedly uh, was the top receiver in in Oakland. Um, there was some talk that he would be uh, on uh, in Nashville for the 2019 season as a Titan. Uh, what do you think of Jordy Nelson retiring? Jordy Nelson, never heard of her. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> This goes back to that argument that you and I had years and years and years ago, which actually won me a fantasy football championship where I shipped off, I believe, Jordy Nelson. Oh, man. Well, I don't even remember what it was, but it was Jordy Nelson and Cam Newton for Arian Foster and somebody else. I don't remember, but it was a fantastic move. I thought you told me I was crazy, um, and but, you know, it worked out. But anyway, no, I, I think... <laughs> You know, Jordy Nelson, he had a pretty good career. Um, I don't think he's ever going to be one of the best of all time receivers that, that we're talking about. But he did have some pretty prolific seasons where he went over fifteen hundred yards and, you know, double digit touchdowns for a couple of years. And even a down year in Oakland last year, he ended up with like seven hundred and forty yards or something like that. So I, I he's he's a really good player. Um I I like you and like the rest of the fan base, heard all the rumors about him possibly making a stop in Nashville. Um for this upcoming year, I don't think it would have hurt Mariota, um, you know, because obviously he's a veteran receiver. He's a really sure-handed guy when healthy, and, you know, he might have been healthy. But I think when a guy decides to call it quits um, before the free, agent, free agency period is really kind of over, um, I mean, I don't think anybody expected him to be in that Tier 1 wave of free agents. So when a guy calls it quits this early, um, it either I either think it means that you know, he's kind of done with the game or, you know, there's a possibility of coming back like during training camp. Um, so whether it, it, he's done with the game because of injury, whether he just doesn't have it anymore, um, I kind of think that his time is probably done um, for real, unlike Gronkowski. Um, but I think, you know, he has a, he's had an admirable career, something you can hang your hat on. Uh, probably not going to Canton, but. No, he's going back to the farm in Iowa, but he's going back a rich <laughs> man. And this guy was a second-round pick out of Kansas State. He got the most out of his ability, so I wish him a great retirement. Uh, oh, without I think a doubt. it's good I when mean, guys get out 
hit the right time. The guy was a terrific player in his prime, like you mentioned. Got some great <clears throat> seasons, got some great memories, and uh, you know the best to him. Right? Yeah. I mean his his most prol- I mean his whole his the best of his career came with arguably one of the best quarterbacks of all time. So I mean. T- it's nothing, and it's nothing really to sneeze at. It's always something he's going to be able to have and cherish, and remember that time in Green Bay. And um, so, yeah, I wish him all the best. I think he he did a lot of great great play for this league, and you know, set the standard for a while. And um, I think guys like that should be commended. Absolutely. Let's go out on this big fellow. There's some Mike Vrabel news today. Oh big, yeah, buddy. It's big to you, right? It's real big to me. I, I, I'm sure a lot of our listeners out there are big Madden fans. Um, I know you don't play a whole lot of video games, but I'm a nerd and I do. So news is that Mike Vrabel actually got his headshot taken for this year's Madden uh, 2020 version. So that's huge news after all of us knew um, that last year. Uh, Vrabel's picture did not appear in the popular game and it was um, some random uh, football coach uh, I forget who it was but it was an African American guy and um, it it obviously just didn't look like Mike Vrabel Um, apparently in Vrabel's interview about the whole thing he said I didn't realize it was that big of a deal Um, well Mike it is it is a huge deal um, Madden is a huge deal culturally Madden, and in the sport. Yeah, Madden is a huge deal. Um, but yeah, he had, he had his big old mustache in the picture, so that'll be fun. Um, he said last year his picture didn't show up in the game because he forgot to send in the paperwork, but he had his pictures taken, um, so that's why we didn't see him in the game. So, Mike, get on it, do it, it's dude. Yeah, we need you absolutely. to be in there. We need you to represent our team. Well, you know, um, in that first yeah. year, you learn a lot. I think he probably has learned a lot of small <laughs> things like that. That game is important to the fans of the NFL, and uh, I played that when I was younger, and I uh, wish I had more time to play now. It was incredible. But I am i have the kind of compulsive personality. I'm either going to play Madden or I'm going to, you know, work for a living. I just, like, I, get, <laughs> I loved it so hey, much. you can do both. Oh, man, I don't know if I can. It's an amazing game. <laughs> Guys, we've had a great time talking with you today hope you've learned something uh we'll be back with you soon big fella have a great rest of the week you too buddy tighten up <laughs>